I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. We are live! What is up, fight fans and insomniacs alike? Welcome to another episode of the MMA Submission. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. I'm Matt. And we're actually live. We're actually live this time. Not pretend, motherfuckers. Believe it or not. After two false starts, we are live. And I'm super excited for the show today because today we're talking about all things that have been going on in the world of MMA. And there's been a lot. A ton of shit happening. Going on, especially since we've had you on the show, Matt. Yeah, yeah I've, missed, I've, I've missed some of the watch parties. So uh, the world has been freaking going crazy around Dana White. Salaries, fight events. Yeah, who's we, holding out on what contracts? <clears throat> I mean, oh, I just... Uh, you know, quitting in the ring. Yeah. There's just been a ton of shit going on. We could actually uh, lead off with that. Which because, one? Because uh, Dana White. Because Dana White said in an interview yeah. amongst Jorge Masvidal, Conor McGregor, and John Jones yes. are all sitting out now. They're all threatening retirement, which I think is a good thing for fighters. It was very good. It's rare that you have top stars in the sport finally saying, no, we deserve to be paid more. And I hope this gets into fighters' heads that they should be getting paid more. They're getting paid nineteen percent, eighteen or nineteen percent of the country's of the okay. company's gross. Yeah, but here's the thing: they're throwing that number around. Are you sure that's what? The, are you sure yes. of what it is? How do we know that? I Jorge's mean, manager is pretty well in with the. With the I don't UFC. know. I just feel like these fighters who are threatening retirement, they're holding out for better pay. I don't think that this is going to translate into better pay for your average fighter who is struggling. Like, I just heard about Jeff Neal, and now he's working as, like, a server at a roadhouse. That's fucked up. And he's the number 11 ranked uh, fighter welterweight in the world. In the world. And that's just preposterous. There should be higher pay. They should be higher pay. That's undeniable. I I agree with that. I think all of these fighters holding out, though, are holding out for selfish reasons. They want more pay. Like Jorge Masvidal in particular, he just signed an eight-fight deal. And since signing that eight-fight deal, he's garnered a lot more clout, so to speak. And now he's like, you know what? Nah, fuck this. Jorge, though, said... Fuck this. I'm going to hold out. I want more money because I'm worth more now. No, that's not how it works. Jorge said... No, well, Jorge signed it when he was already super popular. Yeah. But the reason why the reason why he did that is because the UFC told him you will take this deal or we will cut and release you. They threatened him upon releasing him from the promotion. They said you will not fight here if you do not take this deal. Yeah, it was. But it, that's how all that's contracts not how you go. Do negotiations. Wait a minute, you've it's, it's obviously definitely. never been in negotiations okay. because here's the thing: you sign a deal, all right, and one fighters b- should be getting paid more. Again. I agree, no one's but arguing that's, that. that's not the issue. The problem I have is the time to argue a deal is when you're under negotiations. And I think you don't sign a contract and go, wait a minute, I want, I well, want to renegotiate. That they kind of forced his hand into signing that contract. And they also said when he was signing the contract that he would be open to negotiate on a per-fight basis. So they're like, oh, just sign this deal now or you're done. Is it in and the contract? And then we can negotiate. Was that in the contract? If that's though? true, I think that's a shame that the UFC was doing UFC business plays like dirty that. pool. But unfortunately... Every contract is like this, guys. Uh, I mean, they, it, you mean every contract is, but at the same time, the every contract isn't because most industries have a major competitor. MMA does not have that. No, there's no and other game in town by the UFC. Yeah. 
yeah, I would every agree other with that. fight promotion and is second rate. So when you have someone in in town like the UFC where it's the big show or nothing else, it's it's tough when you're being forced into a contract and you're like sign this or get the fuck out. And they have every right to do that because every fighter in the UFC is an independent contractor. You know, you feel forced to do it. Are you gonna Are you gonna risk not being in the UFC and going to like the World Series of Fighting jo- or something jo- like that? Josh Thompson made a, made a great point, and he said um, uh, that you know, it, it fighters need to get it out of their head. Uh, unless you're a guy like GSP who's already made a decent amount of money, so get it out of your head about your legacy. You're a prize fighter. You're fighting for money. You're fighting to provide for your family. They need to get out of the mindset, and this you're right. They need to do better in negotiations. At the time. Don't capitulate to stay in the UFC. Yeah. If you have that mindset of, I need to stay in the UFC, they win every negotiation. Yes. Josh Thompson made a lot of money going to Bellator. Roy McDonald made a lot of money going to Bellator. You need to play that game and be like, you know what? I will field other offers. And guess what? If they're willing to pay me more, see ya. It's and great if the other offers are there, though. All these yes. fighters who are able to transition easily are already popular. They were doing well in the UFC, well, and that's why someone else was willing to pay them just as much, if not more. And, and the thing you have to remember, there's a big difference between the haves and have-nots in the UFC. The top three to five guys make all the fucking money. The guys, like you were saying, 11, they're not making any money. And here's the thing that... Yeah. that well, We need always, to redistribute some of this pay. Well, and here's the thing... No, seriously. But here's the thing that's always going to happen. If I'm number 11 and 1 through fucking 10 or 2 through 10 say, listen, uh, I'm holding out for more cash to fight the champ. Number 11 is going to go, this is my shot to fucking take it. I'm going to take it. I'm never going to get a shot to fight the champ again. And you know what? If I win or I do really well, my stock goes up and I'm going to make more money later on. And that's the whole problem. Everybody is just thinking of themselves. As they should. They should as, be selfish. As they but should. It ruins, but it ruins it for all the other fighters. I, I understand that, but that's my whole point. And not only number 11 is doing that, but don't kid yourself. I mean, John Jones posted this thing. I have, uh, I if I've ha- had a bad relationship with Dana... Uh, I'll sit out for two year, two to three years, and uh, I'll bear what happens. But remember, I'm doing this not for me, but just for ev- all the other fighters. That's bullshit. Okay, it's, it's it's two things can be true at the same time. He's he's being a li- he's glorifying what he's doing yeah. there, but he's I do think for that. I do think this is a selfish thing. Exactly, I do think it's partly selfish that they want to get paid more, but it is helping other fighters because it kind of gives them that that courage of being able to go to the and company does, and being yeah, like, but "Look, he I has, am worth this." No, no, but the, the it thing, also brings awareness to. But the what I'm saying is, pay. all right, yeah, but he has the ability and the money to go. I'm not taking a fight. He has money. It's exactly why he should be doing this. Mm, okay. You can think that, but the problem I have with it is, number one, you're under contract. Number two, you want to make Just more money? you're under contract doesn't mean you have to fight. Yeah. Then you know, I would say what he says, where it's like, I'm worth more it than means that. They you own, know I'm worth more than that. It means okay. they own your ass for the next... If You, you can't have a, an, another fight somewhere else until It's like if I had a record up. deal for three albums, and my yeah. first album was a worldwide success, and they paid me the rate that we you agreed to do the original. Somewhere else and make another album. Yeah, That's and they're all. and they're like, we're, we want to pay you the standard rate again. And I'm like, but I had five number one hits. And then they're like, no, we're going to pay you the same rate. And I go, okay, well, I'm not doing any more yeah, albums. But I, I That's what I would say to I them. don't equate that with John Jones. The problem I have with John Jones doing it, first of all, he sat out for three years because he couldn't get his shit together. Uh, they were enough to bring him. But we're talking about Let, fighter pay right, rate. Yeah. But, uh, again, all right, I, I'm not going to. That is relevant because Why? he tested positive for coke. 
alcohol, steroids. He, he did a couple felony things, ended up sitting out for two years. They brought him back. Uh, he does a couple fights, makes a lot of money, turns around. He's not happy with the amount of money. He wants more money. Yeah. And and with John Jones, it, just in my opinion, I, I think we saw the first time with his, his last fight with Santiago. Dominic, Dominic Reyes. Reyes, Reyes sorry. But, well, who's the one that almost beat him with the leg kicks? Was it Reyes? Leg kicks. No, no. Maybe it was Reyes who almost beat him. You guys yeah. were, I think I Reyes did yeah. beat, beat him. I think right. he did. All right. but, but, but here's my point. Here's my point. All right. Is he doing this because he's trying to cash in at the end of his career? No, he's got more fights left in. No, left in I the think tank. that it's partly, it's a couple of things. They want him to take very risky fights. Yeah. Reyes rematch or an Ngannou at heavyweight. And he's like, hey, I want more money it is that. not worth yeah. risking my legacy. And it makes sense if you actually think about like economically, his legacy and how profitable that will be in his retirement is worth more. Is actually worth yeah. saving now and not fighting again. They need to make it worth his while. Same thing with Huari Masvidal. If I just got paid millions of dollars but I, to fight Nate sorry. Diaz, then I have the ability to go, yeah, it's not worth risking my body fighting Kamar Usman, who's super dangerous, for less money. Right, but I do agree with you in the sense that the person who has cost John Jones the most money it's is John Jones. John Jones. Okay, sure. He's he a would bad still, example. He would still have a Nike endorsement. He would still have all of Everything. these brand deals if he had not have fucked sure. up outside the cage. But I think to his, that is a completely different issue than his business dealings with the UFC now. That is in the past. He can't yeah, change but that. you know what? He's still the guy that he was sitting in the that. courtroom crying, please take me back. Yeah, yeah. And we're not well, even not a year later. He was. He was crying there sitting in front of the board. Saying that he can be better, he will be better. Not please take me. But the UFC, they, they've they've long employed people who have been accused of things. I, I totally and been get convicted that. Of but, crimes. But, but my thing is, don't Shout you think. Shout out Greg Hardy. Shout out Greg Hardy. Right. But yeah, that that all right. All right. Oh, here's what I'll say. I was on your side too for a while, where I was like, "All right, they signed contracts," but it was actually the UFC and Dana White's response that has now turned me to the side of the fighters. Where I'm like, Dana White says, "Let me get this straight." Okay. All right, I, I, I yeah. am on the side of the fighters. All right, I'm not saying that there are people. Everybody needs to make more money. The one, two, and three, or the one and two guys in each division, are the guys making all the cash. All right, and and I think if you're going to point out to somebody, John Jones is not the one you want making a stand for no, you. No, those are the it's guys who opinion. need to make the stand. If the big, if the ten to fifteen, he's not, he's not the voice I'm going to listen to. Well, the top three fighters right now are taking a stand, and I guarantee if the top ten to fifteen fighters took a stand, everyone's pay Things would get would increased yeah. much to much more than it is now. And it's only because fighters are acting so selfishly that's not going to happen. Yeah, the reason the UFC sold for so much when it did was because they had these few massive fighters. Uh, right? And now if we see those same, not necessarily the same because a lot of them have since left the UFC, but if now if we see the UFC's current top dogs take a stand and they're like, look, I'm not fighting until you pay me more. The UFC is going to be forced to capitulate. They have no choice. Their product is... No longer being produced. But in response to these fighters taking a stand, Dana White said, we're not chasing anyone. Right. And then he says, he went on to say that fight MMA is not an, it's not a career. 
fighting is not a career it's an opportunity and I you need to take position. the opportunity I hate that and position. i'm like dude fuck off it's a hundred percent a career and it's a hundred percent yes sorry go ahead and if you want to be a legitimate sports organization like the nfl or like the nba you can't you take need that to treat it like a yeah. career you can't treat it like an opportunity that kind of bastardizes what it, it is totally does if you yeah. want the ufc to be on an equal footing with the nhl mlb NFL, are those people not? Is that not a legitimate career being yeah. a professional football player, professional hockey player? It's, is it an opportunity? Can, can it can be both things? Yeah, you yeah, can but, get the opportunity to play in the NFL and then make and that your job. The reason why people are now. fine, and the reason why people no, really, just really quick before uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, and then no. I okay. want to finish too. Go ahead. But the reason why people are so uh, fine with the NFL having monopoly on football and the NBA on basketball is because they have league minimums that are life changing sums of money, and they have unions. They have yeah. player unions. But in MMA, it's more like you have guys like Gilbert Burns where we start – Jorge Masvidal takes a stand and then Gilbert Burns goes, I'll take high six figures to to fight Kamara right now. I'll do it right now. I'll do it for a fraction of what Jorge wants. Boom. And it's done. But you cannot compare NFL to the UFC. Two reasons why, okay? One is it's, it's a fact in and. I've watched sports for a long time. When people get the money, a lot of times, most people's attitude changes to their work ethic. Number two, the NFL have cut contracts. All right. They get millions of dollars up front, usually, and the guys who sign for minimums. But if you don't perform one week, the coach can say you're out of here. Okay. You can't do that for the UFC. Yes, they can. They can cut you at any time. Yeah, but the difference is no, not if you have an eight fight contract. Some guys yeah, have guaranteed. Yeah, but some guys have a guaranteed contract for eight fights. Yeah, that's the. Yes, some they contracts do. do. No, they could cut you. They could cut no, you. they You're have a contractor. If you you don't yeah, have to fight out your entire deal to be cut from the UFC. You don't have to fight it out, but the UFC has contracted fights for you, and they're going to pay you. All right. This is, I've read some of the contracts, some of the things online. I'm not arguing that they're, yeah, but un, that, they're unfair, this, for sure. It's not that they're unfair. It's the point is, if you cite an eight-fight deal, some of them are eight fights and that's it. And, and the thing is, they can't just cut you. They have to give you the eight fights. That's the reason you're seeing a lot of people now circling, uh, cycling through all the fights, people we haven't seen in a while, because they're trying to clear out some of the contracts of the people they don't want anymore because they can't release them until they're fought. And that's a fact. All right, but you can't compare them to the to the NFL. First I'm of all, sure the can, UFC, the, I'm not sure either the way NFL, if they can cut them or not. They, they can cut them. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know heads or tails of it. But sometimes they have to finish out their contract and then they're released. We're not going <clears> to. <throat> the unfortunate thing is you're right about the fact that the, you have to finish that deal before you can fight somewhere else. If you're contractually obligated to to fight eight fights in the UFC and they cut you because you lost or because you're no longer entertaining after your third fight or so, you can't just go somewhere else because you're still I'm pretty sure unless that voids the contract when they cut you I don't know exactly when they how cut that you it works. voids the contract okay well, so when if, they if effectively release you when they release you you're you're open to fight wherever and that's why many times you'll see fighters who have bad negotiations with them the USC will just keep them on contract and offer them fights at the rate in the contract because they're con in the contract they're required if they're keeping you on as a fighter to give you three fights a year off of your contract and offer you them but you can turn down those slots. They're only required to give you three. So, like, what they were doing with, um, I think they did it for Vanderlei. Vanderlei wanted more money. And they, they were just like, no, we're just going to offer you what's on the contract. And this is who you're fighting. Yeah. And he was like, release me, release me. And they're like, no. We'll just keep offering you. And, like, it's a way to hold on to fighters. And make them fight. 
not make them fight. It's just we're just going to hold on to your contract. Yeah, but it, and then you'll have it guys retire. Fight though, and then you'll have guys retire in hopes that they get like released. But the UFC will just be like, no, you're retired. We're going to keep your contract though. Yeah, but it, in it a does way, make yeah. you fight. Because if you, you don't need money, <laughs> why are you shaking your head? No, because if I offer you three fights a year and you keep saying, okay, I'm just saying it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't necessitate that you fight. You make money fighting. You make money fighting. You're going to take less money to fight. if you don't complete your contract, you'll never be released. No, they only do this for like big name guys. Yeah, but you're, you're Why not, would they hold on to a contract of Joe Schmo for who spite, retires? For they spite. don't. They don't. Oh, okay. They you don't know that, do that for a fact. Yes. They don't oh, hold okay. on to like they hold on to the bigger names when they retire, so that the guys can't go elsewhere and make boatloads of money. But if they have to offer you three fights a year, and if you fight those fights to get out of the contract, so you can be released, they're forcing no, they you. Can, if you really, right, I, I won't finish. Thank God. Okay, let I'm him just, finish. Yeah, no, sorry. Okay. No, I'm I just don't get it. You don't get it. I have an eight fight deal. You offer me three fights a year. I keep saying no. I say release me. You say I'm not releasing you. I'm offering you three fights. You have eight fights. You fight at what I pay you. You do your eight fights, and then we're done. So guess what? I'm forced to fight those eight fights if I want to go someplace else. No, so I'm going to take those fights three a year okay. to finish up my contract so I can go to the Bellator. You're Vanderlei Silva. You're 38 years old. You're not going to fight eight times is what I'm saying. <clears throat> I can see the end of my contract within two years. I'm going to fucking fight so I can go make money someplace else. Okay. I mean, I'm saying to you. If you're a fighter and that's not your life. Likely. But if you're a fighter and that's your life and you want to get out of a contract and to get out of your contract, the only way to do it is to fight. I don't that's know. what you do. What I want to talk about more was Dana White saying that okay. it's an opportunity. Obviously, that's what you wanted to talk about more. Yeah. Go ahead then. And I think that that really made me turn and go, this is a completely toxic negotiating tactic where he's seeking to demean UFC fighters who just want fair pay. And when you have a guy like Jeff Neal, who's ranked 11th, he's a top-notch guy, he's being top-left talent, he finished Mike Platinum Mike Perry. Um, when, he, when, you, when he knocks him out... And then as to he quit his job as a bartender for that fight. Mm -hmm. But then he's a smart guy who doesn't want to do what these other fighters are doing and immediately spend his fight purses that he's wearing. So he has to go back to working. And he's working as a waiter at fucking at a Texas roadhouse. I feel like that it demeans the sport of MMA. When you have fighters who are at the top of their game, near the top of the division about to be ranked, having to teach Saturday jiu-jitsu classes to make ends meet, it devalues, it, it, it makes a kind of a mockery of like all of the stuff we're putting on, how official we're trying to make it. No, I, I'm agreeing with the fighters. I've seen the same money. thing. I've seen the same thing with uh, bodybuilding as the perfect example. You'll have bodybuilders aren't pro bodybuilders aren't professional athletes who just do bodybuilding. Almost all of them are trainers who have like clients. All of them can't make a living doing what they're doing, and it hurts the legitimacy of it as an actual sport. That's one of the things about you know? bodybuilding. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like uh, it's like if you have people in the NFL who are literally firemen or yeah. playing or, or do, do doing other How things. How used on the to side. be where yeah. you would have these guys where it's like a side thing. I that work they the do. docks and I play for the fucking Steelers. I, but the thing Sunday. is, I don't know how much. I, I mean, well. You guys don't want to talk about this, so we'll just cut. Go ahead. I do. I just no. don't know about that much of the intricacies, intricacies of the contract negotiations and how they work per se. So I don't. I don't necessarily want to weigh in too too much on well, that. Well, okay. One thing I want to talk about is uh, uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley said he doesn't have a manager, and I think especially that's a really ill-advised move right now because you definitely need a buffer because. We see, we've seen just with what Dana White's saying in the public to reporters, how vicious he is in negotiations. Right. And I guarantee, if you're a fighter, you're you're gonna get offended 
by his evaluation 100%. of what you're worth. Sure. He's going to say, oh, well, like, because yeah. with your manager, your manager is there to cushion you from what the administration thinks about your worth and value. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, well, he's an aging fighter with a waning chin. And if you're your manager, you're going to be like, well, fuck you. No, I'm not. I could be yeah. champion. I mean, the thing right now is it's easy for Sean O'Malley to be his own manager because the guy's on cloud nine. He's literally only had crazy knockouts in the UFC, but it's going to be tough when he's coming off of his very first loss. And they're like, Oh, you're not going to like this. Yeah. <laughs> we're about I mean, to give you. he's definitely in the upswing, but it's funny you say that because, uh, Brendan Schraub just talked about when he was renegotiating his contract and he was sitting in the office with his manager at that time and they were negotiating. Evidently Dana White doesn't do all the negotiations. There's a guy that they go to first. It's his, uh, it's his, um, there was a guy before that though. When, when Brandon was there yeah. and now it's, it's Hunter, his legal guy. Legal guy. Well, anyway, that guy has since left, but evidently, if you think Dana was harsh and Hunter's harsh, this guy, it was terrible. Evidently, the negotiating skills he would go through. And Brandon was saying, go ahead and call him. Just don't tell him in the room, and I want to hear you know, how the negotiations are going. And the manager was just like, you don't want to be in the room when this happens. Yeah. You do not want to hear what he says about you. And then Brandon was, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be good. So, no, they put him on speaker, and, Brandon, and he said he was scarred for life from it. He said some things you just don't want to hear. You Especially can't unhear him, and it'll never be okay. Why? Th that's so bizarre to me, because the fact that you can't be professional going through business negotiations no no, no 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 like because said, they, they are being it, professional if i'm the administration like meat. that's one thing mad hit no, you can, nail be, you on can the head. be fair no, without being offensive no, no mad hit the nail on the head me evaluating your stock as a fighter is bound to aggravate you because yeah. the job of the administration is to pay you as little as possible yeah but you can be fair without profits. being insulting you you can say you're gonna you get can't. insulted you can say you're gonna, you're gonna get he's insulted. on the back he's on i have the back to run line. you down to get you cheap. yeah exactly it is your it is in the administration's interest they're not doing their job properly if they're not trying to pay you as little as you. Okay, well, exactly. then maybe I misinterpreted what hurt, may have hurt his feelings because when you say that, I, he, I, it's I not imagine like just sh no. shitting on Brendan nonstop. Yeah, yeah, the administration has to. Because That's not they need to tell you no exactly why they think you're worth what they think you're yeah. worth. You and then your 15, manager goes, well, 25. actually, he's doing X, Y, and Z, yeah. and he has these this many followers on social media, and he actually, he's worth this. And then they that's how negotiation takes place. When you have a fighter who has an ego, fighters need that ego to they perform. Need and they need, and that ego can get easily offended. So why would you even put them in the room? Even if they, even a number, I could see offending a fighter. Yeah, but a manager. Like they get a number that they think is way too low. They're yeah, gonna, right. They could see that as a slight against them. Definitely. And the other side of that too is if you're a manager and your fighter, you work for him and he tells you, yeah, I want to be in the room. You got to make him happy too. Yeah. But the other side of that too, which is very odd, we saw what went on with Blades this past week where Dana was really unhappy with his performance. Me too. A lot of people were. But the bottom line was he controlled the fight. He did it his Dominated. way. And he did it wrestling style, which is boring for the world, including his boss. It's the way he wrestled, too. Yeah. I understand that. But here's the thing. He won. He dominated. But here's 14 takedowns. I think it's the he, most in a mo most fight. UFC history. But here's the thing that really makes it funny to me. Uh, they've addressed this on a few different talk shows because they were saying a lot of fighters don't know this. A lot of people don't know this. Before each fight, Dan has all the fighters come in a room, tells the manager to get the fuck out, and he sits there and talks to the guys and tells them that we're here to put on a show. We need we need eyeballs on the sets, we need asses in the seats, and we need you to be fucking exciting. You get a chance to go for the knockout. We need you to go for the knockout. We need you to keep pushing hard. 
But the difference with that is now, if that's not your fighting style, you don't look good to him. Mm. Okay. And we kind of saw that. And if you are trying to push and that, that does take you out of your normal ability to fight your normal way, you're going to go about winning this fight and you try to go outside your comfort zone. We, we, we've seen it that if he doesn't like how you win, you don't go forward. But right. if you don't win, you're not going anywhere. Absolutely. And I, I think that Blade's evaluation of his performance on the night was was fine to me. I, that made me feel okay with his, his less than stellar performance because he even said, you know, he checked my cardio. My cardio wasn't where it needed to be. And he did a really good job of defending the ground and pound. I think if Blades were able to land more ground and pound, it would have been a super entertaining fight. And yeah. it was and also... He probably would have finished him. Yeah. It's also kind of a testament to... It's, it was multiple things. Tra- Blades also didn't have a training partner that was as tall as, as Volkov. As Volkov. Yeah. So he was super not used to the leverages of it. And then it's like Mason said, it's kind of a testament to the skills of Volkov because Blades definitely wanted to ground a pound. You could tell that he watching couldn't. the fight. Yeah. He couldn't. Yeah. Volkov just had him tied up in this like in this trap. Like he would just keep trapping arms and keep moving. Yeah. And, and, and can we remember one thing? Everybody's making fun of him for doing 14 takedowns and controlling the fight the way he knows how to win. The last time he tried to stand up with someone was Ngannou, and he got knocked into next week. His kryptonite has been Ngannou. He can't stand up and fight him. Right. Okay, so my thing is, if I'm Blades in my head, I'm thinking, you know how I'm going to win all my fights? The way I've been winning them the whole time is the one time I tried to, to stand... Get to his hips, yeah. And get just... to his hips, take him down a ground a pound. Because every time I tried to stand up with this guy, I got knocked in the next week. Right. And those are my only losses. So you can't fault Curtis from doing that. I agree completely. You know, I think... But he the world does, though. The world should with Volkov, the, the fight would have gone way different. Right. And the world's saying that it was boring, but I think that it was only boring because Volkov was able to nullify the ground totally but i don't which think is blades offense and also i but think blades, shit on him blades is gonna learn yeah but everybody has Bla- so if you, I, you i was can, shitting no, on him because no, it was a boring through, fight through can, social media yeah. through social media i didn't see it yet i still have to watch it. that's right. my fault for not watching it but the guy won you can shit on him because it was it was undeniably a boring fight i'm okay. just saying i accept his evaluation and his justification for yeah. why it was boring. It doesn't right. change the it. fact that like I probably won't go back and run back and watch it. Oh no, it was boring. You know? <laughs> exactly. But I think this is one of those fights where he's gonna learn so much from it. Yeah. And he's gonna learn like how guys he, tied him up and and how he can get out and I'm, how I'm he can curious land. to see his next performance yeah. for sure. Because you know what he needed? He needed a win, guys. He needed yeah, a win. He, he needed his first confidence. He needed to get it back up in the top of the heavyweight ranks. And we all know one one win puts you in the top five. Especially in heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah. But that's my whole point. Yeah. He needed this. Okay. Well, now, so he did what he knew best. Gano even said, you know, he's like, I'm next for a tail shot, but right after me is Curtis Blades. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. So that's what I mean. So, I mean, by him doing this, and if he can keep that perfected and work on his ground and pound, like you said, yeah, he's dangerous again. I agree. Uh, so that's my only point about, you know, everybody shitting on him. You know, maybe he ran his mouth a little too much and it wasn't as exciting as he projected it would be and everybody didn't care for it, but it's a win. How many a win. times have we seen that happen? It and it was time. also it was also a dominant win. One example of when wrestling secured a boring but dominant win, Anderson Silva, Daniel Cormier. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I think I even said that during that the watch party. People that, uh, forget that they fought. Yeah. yeah. It's because the fight was so boring. Daniel just took down Anderson and got him. I believe that happened at the most anticlimactic card of like recent history. Yeah, Yeah. UFC 200. Yeah, where John pulled out and then Anderson filled in on like two days' notice. So that was so underwhelming. Really underwhelming card. But we'll see. 
we'll see what happens. But that's just that. Yeah, actually, speaking of DC, okay, I'd, I'd like to talk about this. DC was on his new weekly podcast. I still haven't listened with to Errol Hawani, DC and Helwani, and he's been he's been playing some mind games, in my opinion. So he said publicly, he's very happy they're fighting in the apex, which means they're fighting in a smaller cage. Yes, and he said a lot I, of fighters have a problem with this. Yeah, uh, the uh, the lighter guys don't like it. The heavier guys like it. Yeah, right. So which Daniel said. Uh, you know, uh, I like fighting in the apex. He's like, I'm going to be wrestling. Stipe better bring his wrestling shoes. Yeah. I'm going Just for single leg him. after single leg after single leg. And a lot of people have been like, what, what is he saying? here?" I don't think that's going to work out for him. Like he thinks it does. I don't know. Olympic. He's an Olympic world wrestler. You don't think that that's yeah, going to work the, for him? No, because the, the smaller cage will end up causing the the wrestling to take place against the octagon more than anywhere else this has been the grand so argument dc just has to be good enough at defending takedowns against the fence and he probably is you mean Stipe. Stipe. i mean see sorry yeah Stipe. that's been the I argument know, the argument has been well yeah he'll have more attempts but will it all end up against the fence but i Definitely. think yeah i think this I is agree. all smoke and mirrors really i think that dc it's probably, it's probably gonna be a stand dc fight. this is i think Not this good. no i think this is a mind game I think he wants Stipe to think about how to defend, defend the single leg because DC is going to shoot the single leg. Yeah. But I think the single leg is going to be a setup for another technique. The same way in the first fight, how yes. he used the clinch to land the knockout blow, I think he's working with Coach Mark Henry uh, with his striking now. Yeah. And to I think flow he's into wrestling? Or to throw into a strike. To strike. I think DC's trying... I think he's totally... He's kind of playing... Playing the game right Cat here, mouse. and making Stipe go. Well, I I need to know how to defend the single leg. I need to know what to do there. And he's going to do something reactionary off of DC defending the single leg. Right. I think that the fight's going to end up taking place more on the feet anyway, because like I, that's what I think too. And I think it's because gonna, my DC is going to try to get a knockout. As long as it's in a clinch, it's going to go well for for DC. DC yeah. But if they stand at a distance like they did in, in uh, I don't see in, in, in the rematch. Yeah. Stipe is too. He's too tall. Too, too long. Too long. He has a better reach, and it will not fare well. And I think, but if he can get in close, DC gets in close. Yeah. In both fights, in both fights at distance, Stipe was getting off, piecing well, him up. But in the in in the in the second fight, when Daniel did wrestle, he was getting the Body better shots. Stipe, yeah. and that's why I think this small octagon is going to be a big factor, man. If you think that he's not going to pressure forward every time Stipe is off that fence, you're crazy. He's going to yeah. close the distance nonstop. Yeah, if he wants to win. If he wants to win, I th and I think he does. And the other thing, I think DC has to come in close to the two twenties. I think he. Can't I think come he in has to heavy. be two thirty five. He can't be too light. DC will throw him. I was going to say. No, no, you mean Stipe can't 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 come in too late. We're talking about what way DC's going to DC, come in. I want DC oh, to come oh, in oh, close I to. Steep, I think he, DC should be like two thirty five. That's what I think he should be. He always performs better when he's on the light side, in my opinion. In other words, I don't I expect him to wait to 225. will be less of a factor for him in this fight. So. I just I didn't like how soft he showed up at the last fight. Well, he said he didn't do as much cardio training. He didn't get to wrestle at all in his camp in the for the second fight. I, I hope he uh, that his issues with his back are better, and I hope that he. I I just hope he comes in a little closer to to the two twenties, two twenty nine. Uh, like I said, if he's like you said, two thirty-five, yeah. I'd even be okay with that. But I don't want him showing up at two forty. <laughs> yeah, with the second fight, he was very. He was. He's like, I think it was two forty-eight. What did he weigh? Too big. Is, is, I there, don't know. is there a way? If we Can could, we look at the second fight weigh-ins? Just to but, see. But um, 
I'm just curious. I think you're right. We were talking about this a little bit before the show, but there is definitely... Weight is such an interesting thing for fighters because there is... Especially old wrestlers yeah, or the, previous there, wrestlers. There is an optimal weight yeah. for for MMA for everyone, I think. And it's all about Cormier finding Cormier was weight. 236.5 and Miocic was 230. So really? 220s. Yeah, and that's, they were both significantly lighter than they were the first time they fought. Really? Something was definitely... He was injured then, I'm guessing. Uh, wow, I thought he was heavier. They're saying the same weights for the second and the first. That can't be. Yeah, I, that's not accurate. Hold on. I was going to say. The July 6th, yeah, that's a, it's, it's weird. Cormier was at 246 in the first one, yeah. So he was actually lighter in the first, second fight than he was in the first. No shit. But he yeah. actually looked better. They both were much heavier in the first yeah. Well, Stipe looked better in the second. And, yeah. And uh, DC did not. I, um, yeah, there's definitely an optimal weight for fighters that they need to find where they, they compete the best. You yeah. know, it was, for Rumble, it was 205. I think that at heavyweight, he wouldn't be as good uh, as he was at 205. And I think it's he's, a mindset. Be- he's better at 205 than he is at 170. And Chael Sonnen had a video talking about this. Some fighters need that, like, cutting weight. To get them into that zone for fighting where yeah. you're primal and you feel like you're you're stressed out from like the dieting and that puts you kind of in the zone of like mindset. combat, yeah, fight or mindset. flight. Like yeah. right. I have to get into it. And also necessitates you putting in that extra cardio work. Yes. Because if you need to cut that weight, yes. you need to run. Yeah. And you need to get those runs in. And he said when guys are f- like relax and take the foot off the pedal and go up in a weight class, they don't do those runs even with the higher calories. I would agree with that. Yeah. They're not going to be putting on the sweats and running extra when they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And they're poor for that too. And also we've seen if guys get too happy and they get too chunk, then their athleticism suffers. They're not able to move as fluidly. Yeah. Right. But there is something to be said for guys who suck all the way down in there. They're, or And they're miserable. And when happiness is also a big factor for your fighter. If your fighter hates that and is miserable the whole time and he's cutting down a ton, it's not gonna it's not gonna go well. Well, there's three different things. And and, yeah. and I, I, I think you don't want him miserable, but you don't want him happy. You don't want you, him to be too comfortable. Yeah. You want him in, in a fighter's mindset where they can react. But th- that's it's such a delicate and balance. Then you, yeah, and then you have two extremes. Right? You exactly. don't want him completely sucked, sucked. and unable to perform. And you don't want him happy. But you don't want him too, like, if he's too if he's too full happy. of water and he's... We saw that in Connor Nate Diaz 1, where he was eating steak the night before, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm eating extra meals. And nah, he was so relaxed. And I'm like, you kind of need that, like... An edge. Ugh. You need the edge, man. And I agree Brendan with that. Brendan Schaub talked about that. That was one of the before, problems. Well, <laughs> yeah. only one of Brendan Schaub talked one. about many, that before Travis Brown fight, he felt like he couldn't wake up. And he talked about in the training camp for that, he just felt like, oh, geez, like kind of like something needs to snap. Kind of like, yeah, he just needed couldn't to get in the second gear. He, he could never, like, and that's the problem. In his training, he could never, like, push it and yeah. get, like, where he wanted to be. And it felt like he was constantly just overtraining and not, like, 100%. Not, like, getting more ferocious, more, like, quicker, faster, feeling sweet spot. more dangerous. And you have guys like Justin Gaethje who said, like, they need. It's not that he needs the the six to eight weeks to get into better shape. He's always in relatively good shape. It's to get mentally ready yes. in that mindset of like, oh, I'm ready to go and fight in a cage right now. I'm ready to do that. Yeah. Yeah. For it's mind and body. Months. It's mind and body. But yeah. 
I would agree with that. So I think it's key for both guys to. I mean, Stipe has always been in that like 240, 230 zone, and he's always competed very well. I'm just that. shocked he was lighter for the second because he just, he did not look. He looked he looked way big. soft, way softer. Cormier Maybe he just did didn't do as much. Fluff. I think that's what it was. I think, I think he was injured. Strength and conditioning work. Yeah, I think that's what it I was. I mean, because when you see like his wrestling practices that DC was doing, where he's you know he's picking up heavy bags and slamming them, and you're yes. like, holy shit! And he's grappling with like fresh guys, and and uh, Chill Sonnen pointed this out too. God, you're a chill guy today. Uh, I was a chill guy. Well, it's a decent point. It's a valid point. And it works in wrestling and jiu-jitsu and I think in striking. Yeah. You need to go with partners who are better than you, ones who are about on your level who can push you, and then guys who you can work pretty easily. Because... All three of those are vital for parts of the training process. Oh, okay, you need yeah. the guys who are better than you to show you the techniques, the guys to push you to find that like extra bit at mm-hmm. the end of the gas tank, and then guys to work so you can work on the intricacies Refine of your technique. technique. Yeah. Those are the key parts. And when you're wrestling and you're doing that day in and day out, you're getting better at it. But if you can't no, do it at all, it's like doing a cartwheel. If you could do cartwheels when you're a kid, but you stopped. If you don't practice something, the skill's going to decay. It, it goes, goes away. I, it I, goes. I know, I know. I agree. And uh, I think that that's a valid point, and it's good to see that it's gonna he's... Be a, it's a really interesting matchup. I, I genuinely don't know who's going to win. I mean, we can all make predictions. And it's one of those shitty fights where I'm like, can both guys win? Yeah. I, I genuinely you like, like both, both fighters, that is so I'm like... I like both guys. I, I know. I don't want to see either that. one of them knocked out. And, I didn't. And, I had a dirty feeling both times when they each got knocked out. I was and like, and I here's like the thing. That. We all know whoever loses this fight, they're, they're done. They're going to retire. I don't think so. I think you don't think Stipe. No, I think Stipe's got some more fights under. His I think if Stipe loses, yeah. he still fights. Yeah. I think if DC ah, loses or wins, he's. Done. I think he's DC's done. going either. I think way. DC's done either way. Either but way. I don't yeah. know, man. Stipe with this less, I think it's taking him a long time to recover. Um, I just don't know. I don't. He know. He looked in great shape in the second fight. That's the only reason I'm like this. He guy, looks in better shape. He than definitely he's has ever like more been. in the tank, especially if he wins this fight. I think if he is able to win this fight, and then him and Francis too is a huge, fight. huge, huge fight. fight, and he's going to want to continue it's that huge. legacy because if he if he beats DC, dude, yeah, yeah. he blows well, this whole right. best heavyweight of all time thing wide open. No, yeah. you're it? right. You know, I was also wrong. it's probably. like you're right. Yeah. If he does win, you're right. And, and then, then if he goes on to be in Ghana, Francis built then his name. And for sure, Stipe. Stipe killed all the Francis hype, and Francis built his name all, all the, way the way back up. Again. up. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the way back up. Just Cain Velasquez, Rosenstrike. I mean, you know, he's knocked him out. Blades yeah. again. All of that yeah. since the first Stipe fight. All the way back up, and now he's. E- I think he's bigger than where he was before. Yeah, because people are going, just give him the belt. He just shouldn't even have to fight. Yeah. And I'm like, and, wait, and that was Stipe's, actually a post. And I'm yeah. like, Stipe and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We still have to fight here, folks. Yeah. Well, people just know how dangerous it is, right? And when they, Did were, they forget about the Steve when the first Steve when they were a distance in the first fight, when they were a distance, and Francis, he clipped him. When Francis, oh, he clipped him. Fran- the two or three punches Francis landed hurt Steve. Oh, how like, could they not? Bad. Each punch had Steve. Riggedy rock. Uh, no, no, I totally agree. Steve uh, still won though. Huh? Oh, yeah. dominated. Took Domin- the punches. Not close. Took the punches. But. That was because you but could who knows tell. Who that second fight goes, and you could also I tell in the first fight. You're like, if he knew the technique on how to get up here, yeah. yeah. But he's like, but well, here's the thing: Francis kept trying to get up, but the wrong ways. Yeah, is is he is he been wearing his wrestling shoes? I mean, this is the Probably. whole thing. It he sounds more humble, but especially it when referring it's not about to being the humble. The weird thing is, it doesn't. It is though because he, the reason yeah. he didn't 
wrestle in preparation for that first bout was he because he, he wasn't He thought he was unkillable. Yeah, he was like, he's I'm like, I'm going to go in there and him out. I hope so. I hope so, because you know what? It's a great blueprint for the last fight. I was going to say, we didn't get to see his wrestling in any of his fights because <laughs> they all ended Nothing. so quickly. And some of the times, he was walking straight in just to kill him. Yeah, oh. no technique and, in the strike. And, and the the, the Rosen strike fight, he literally just walked forward. Walked forward. Hands down. Technique. Chin out. I mean, missed, you, missed 19, you do but landed that shit one. with Stipe or DC or anybody else. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Say. Maybe he won't throw caution to the wind like that against more skilled opponents. Who knows? <laughs> he though? tries doing that. It's I mean, whatever strike is no slouch. And whenever he's a guy who's yeah. like a natural 255, 260, he's that's a dangerous too. opponent. With that amount of power. Did you see the post of him on vacation back in Africa? It's ridiculous. He was back in the yeah. sand pits where he was he, he used to work he yeah. and he was back in there digging again I posted it on our on our, our MMA sub page and you're vacation. just thinking to yourself <laughs> well he went back to see the guys yeah right see and friends. I was thinking to myself dude this is this is why you look like a freaking god yeah dude if I were Dana White would, if I were Dana White I'd take a flight down there and be like any of you guys heard of MMA yeah ain't no shit well that's the Francis Ngannou Foundation yeah. he literally just sends like boxing gloves and, and he does and he did ha he had all some pictures. over the place in well, he Cameroon had, and he had pictures in Nigeria of that. And, and on his webpage he's got too. kids now like in small rooms with like heavy bags hidden because yes. it's like yeah because if he they're does. working in the sand mine dude I'll see you in 10 years when you're yeah, done with no. your Conan training yeah, exactly. pushing the wheel pushing the wheel gonna yeah. come out like if you come out like Ningano you will be a high level fighter yeah See your enemies, but I do think I agree with what Ninganu says. Though I think he is a genetic outlier. It's rare that you see guys come up with that athleticism. It's same thing with Stipe. Usually, guys who are six four, six three, do not move that athletically. No, no. Stipe is a massive anomaly because most dudes you get them when they're like six four, six five, six three. They move kind of like awkwardly, and their levers the are really weird. But that's and what they, makes elite athletes. In every exactly. sport yeah. that like, are that. Stipe's boxing shouldn't be as good as it is no. with how tall he is. No, That's no, what I, I don't think people realize. But you, also, you can say that about, about basketball players. You can say that Same. about Especially football, players. football players. Yeah, yeah I mean, those is. guys are freaks. Where they're, they're just like 6'8". Six, six, well, yeah. you saw you saw that lineman six, come six. out of Wisconsin. He's 320, has a, has a four-pack, and he's... He's like six eight, and yeah. you're like, okay, that's, so he's just a massive person. And genetic anomaly. Genetic anomaly. You see some genetic freaks in the NFL draft too, where it's like he's been playing football for six months. Yeah, <laughs> like they have, they come from like Latvia, yeah. and it's yeah. like this is Marco. He's uh, just giant. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true though. He he was reaping the wheat fields in Latvia, yeah. and we saw uh, him over all the crops. What do they call that? We Fa saw him in the field. Farm strong. He's yeah. farm strong. Yeah, I yeah. throw a bale of wheat. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm telling it's you, it's. A, I think that uh, there's just a ton of interesting matchups in the heavyweight division, namely one of them. So John Jones is on kind of a hiatus right now. We yeah. all know that. But Mike Tyson said, you don't want to get paid, right? What, if you really want to get paid, you have to fight a boxer. You yeah. have to fight a guy like me. Nah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to so see that. So John Jones I don't see and that. Mike Tyson. John Jones, here's why John Jones is a cat. I don't want to call him a coward because it seems crazy for me to call him a coward in this yeah, context. Guess what it does? But so crazy. I'll say this: if it was a boxing here's what match, his response was. Only here's boxing. What, his, what do you think? What do you think? Well, no. But here's what his response it was. Well, for Mike Tyson, I. I, I don't know, because listen to John Jones' response. John Jones' response was, "I would be honored to box with you if." By by the contract by contract you are required after the boxing match to give me an MMA fight. I would think that's fair. I don't think it is. 
I yeah, think he's going to do one man's fight. You have to do the other Mike man's Tyson? fight. 50, 50 something. 53, 52. Oh, that's it? Ooh. But here's the thing. No. We've talked about this before, Mason, on the podcast. Boxing is a way different sport than MMA. Yeah. It's way a different, different martial art. It's a different, it's a different, different thing. It's a completely different kind of fight. Because in MMA, it's actual combat. It's what would most likely happen. Well, we saw it with Connor. That's what happened. Save with him. for the Ma- Krav Maga mutilations and like small joint stuff. It is what would happen in an actual fight. It is what would happen in an actual fight. He's way younger than boxing is. Like boxing is the sweet science. It's a different. Th- you can find different places to rest. Clinching is not allowed. Did, did unless, you see him doing the heavy bag work? Yeah, that I posted he's, he's that's ridiculous. some scary fucking shit. And he's doing training with uh, that really good guy, but Teddy Atlas. Said Said something that was very eye-opening about that. The bag does not hit back, and any guy who has that re- recognition of how a boxing technique will look great on a heavy That's bag. That's true. And throwing John, as hard as he can against an opponent who's not moving and it's just there. And also, John is so much. I would agree than with him. that if we didn't know his history. So, John is so much bigger than him, and it's the same thing where you look. Yeah, but at, he's fought guys that tall before. Right, yeah. that's true, but not he, not and, in his fifties. Not in his fifties, but again, I don't know. I don't know how much he's aged, and I don't know how much I he's mean, willing to train. The scary part to me is if 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 he's doing a little TRT replacement, he's doing a he can't do that an, if he's going to fight. Uh, you know, let me finish. If he does an exhibition with a little bit of TRT, it's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. They're Nobody's testing. testing a fucking we're, thing. We're Have doing you three Mike? rounds. You look at Mike uh, before he started training, training on, again, training All again. Right. How about this? He looked like a fifty-year-old guy, Mike and Tyson, now he looks like a thirty-five-year-old. He can guy. do some TRT, but then John gets to pulse again. I want oh to pulse yeah, him. John's not going to be able to because he's, he's still on a contract. And Usada true. comes around. They don't care about pulses. Usada said yeah, that before. Say, they don't give a shit. He's picogram to the dits. He's pico pulsing. I <laughs> dude, I cannot wait to start pico pulsing. Competing dude, in either. sport. That's what you got to do. Oh, lifting six hundred pounds. They I test just, me and they're like, it's a pico pulse. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like a clean powerlifting meet. It's a pico pulse. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. But I just think. I don't know. I just think that if <laughs> three <laughs> rounds standing in, I mean, I've seen a lot of Tyson That's a fights. That's Pico pulsing. I've seen a lot of Tyson fights. All right, he's he's like five eight on yeah. a good day. On a good day, two thirty five, and he fought. Everybody who was all of six four. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and his I, style was crafted to get in on tall guys, hundred percent, destroy their body. That's my whole point. And that's why I think John. It's not. I good. don't. He's not a coward, but he's smart, and he knows. I thought that he was he, way older than that. I think Mike Tyson probably would get the better of in a boxing match. He's only like, fifty. It's what we saw with Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Exactly. Conor McGregor actually shocked everyone. With his boxing skills for the first five rounds. Yes. But Floyd knows how to rest in a boxing fight. Yep. He knows how to maneuver in a boxing fight. He knows how to tire the other guy out in a boxing fight. Connor did not know any of those things. Any of those things on the level that Floyd did. Same thing with Mike Tyson and John Jones. That's why John Jones is like shit. It's probably like a 55-45, I win the boxing yeah, match. Yeah, and I think we would see the same thing. And it's same a thing. 99.999% chance I win the MMA fight. There's not even a chance. He's definitely going to win so the MMA fight. The, the, he knows, John Jones knows by him saying, I'll, I'll box you if you give me an MMA fight. Yeah, I'll Tyson lose I'll lose the boxing match in a decision or a, or a, and the, and a then I'll TKO. You, and then I'll choke you out. In front yeah. of everyone. Or, and then it would do the MMA fight and I'll head kick you. But the whole point is, that's him saying no. That's him saying no. When I heard him respond to Mike with that, I'm like, that's you yeah, saying if, no. Here's the thing. To the if, boxing if, match. 
what would it do to us? It didn't hurt Connor. There's a legacy that much to lose. What it would? Uh, what I, kind don't of, think it, I don't think. It I don't think it would hurt yeah, John at all. But but that's my whole point. What kind of money are we talking? Because you know what? Big money. I'm buying it. If John Jones fought Mike what? Tyson, are you buying a watch that? Yeah. I'm in. Yes. You, you're telling me it's gonna be a ten round fight exhibition? I only? would only. That's the only. Bo- yeah. That's the only boxing fight I'd want to see Mike Tyson do. Me I don't want to see him fight Old Evander. No. Because then it's just too. Then it's sad. Because then it's just two dudes inflicting brain trauma on each other when they've already done it and holy field i'm sorry or no once once or twice 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 i think they fought twice. two was when he bit the ear right? yes yeah i think so he took the title from him in the first one then bit the ear off in the second one either way it's just no and holy field sounds uh, bad i think mike tyson is a real shot of beating john jones in a boxing match dude i i i agree with your numbers 50 45 45 chance tyson wins 55 john no, no, no. The other way. 55-45. Favoring Tyson. Tyson. For, yeah. Probably, yeah. It's just a different sport. It's due to the age. Yeah. I'm only giving age. John that much because oh, Tyson's so old. older. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Because but uh, TRT I'll tell you Tyson is like TRT Vitor, dude. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. It's it's, if they're both 35. Oh, it's uh, not close. It's not close. Tyson knocks him out Tyson within two, two to three oh, rounds. not even. Okay. No, but but okay, yeah, I'm, you're I'm right. just being honest. I'm not being sarcastic to I you. Agree. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I think 10 times out of 10. Oh, that That's John Jones smokes. If they fought oh, in an MMA, MMA fight, MMA fight. Nah, I close. would sell my car and put all of the money on John Jones. Yeah, yeah. That's I how, don't know, but I would nine out of ten because Tyson. No, ten out I'd of 10. sell. Yeah, okay. I'd sell my car. No, and you're right. I'd he's, sell my car and bet. He's it. prepared in MMA. He's had people charge him and un- yeah. He's no, had. I he's. Right. I know. You, no, no, you're you right, put a right. boxer in there. I've seen ten out of ten. I've seen boxers. Tony James. I've seen. No, I've seen like really good boxers in MMA gym go up against guys who are not that good of wrestlers and those boxers have a very tough time with a wrestler because when they clinch they're used to a ref going all right let's back it up. let's back it up yeah let's back it off get off get off him but when you have a guy who just knows like an outside trip and he wrestled in high school and and lost it, he yeah. bombed at regionals and he's those guys work boxers yeah uh, no, it's true. And now, now throw that a jiu-jitsu. Is, never that been is, there that is, now yeah. throw a jiu-jitsu that is in until and boxers learn a sprawl and a guillotine. Uh-oh. And then they start pacing dudes up. That's one I thing. I, I, I love Western boxing. I think it's one of the most effective martial it arts. It is a martial no art. Demand. No demand. Anybody tries to say otherwise, I, sorry, you're it's just It's one of incorrect. the most effective by far. It, it throws a lot of wushu out the door when you just get clocked and then the dude dips out of what the way. What is that old phrase and I hate it being used all the time? Everything's great and all your oh, you, it, your plans uh, you say Everyone's it. got a plan until they get punched, punched in, in the face. There you go. Punched in the mouth. It was punched a Mike Tyson tweet. Yeah, Mike yeah. Tyson I mean, said a, that. a quote. In the nose. Tweet. I think it's the nose. But yeah, I totally agree. But yeah. you know what? I'd, I'd pay. I, that's a great pay-per-view. Charge f- 60 bucks. And charge it's like, 59, what better way to stick it to the UFC runs? than just say, I'm fucking out of here. I'm going to go box. Hey, you, and here's the thing. I would tell Dana, hey, you let Connor do it. Well, I what agree. do you say to I that agree. now? What do you yeah, say? You're going to tell me point. you're going to let Connor do it and you're not going to let your other goat do it? If, if, if you give Dana White a piece of that pie, he'll be he'll okay do with it. it. I, and you know what? We're talking a $200 million payday between two Potentially. guys. Potentially. Potentially, because there's enough people like us out there that would go, I'd buy that for fucking 12 Just rounds. Just the intrigue of Mike Tyson coming back. Is yeah. Fuck. I, was, a watching, li- a little I was watching Evander's sparring footage from his no. comeback tape, and I'm like, I love Evander. Evander, I was a huge fan of his. He's his not work moving ethic. as fluidly as he no. used to. And his style was like, it, it re- necessitated a type of athletic movement that, 
Mike's is all about power and speed, right? And I feel like Evander's was, it was power and speed, but also this finesse. And I'm watching his tape now and I'm like, you kind of need like the young man's movement. He's significantly older. He still has the power and speed. Right. So he, he, but that's why I think Tyson looked good in his bag footage. If we pull up Evander, it's on our Twitter. I it's on our Twitter feed. I am almost ninety. I know. I know Tyson's He's there. Fifty-seven years. Wow, he looks amazing. Does, for it, 57 does he say fifty-seven? He's fifty-seven. He is tremendously good no, 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 for fifty-seven no. years he, old. He does, but it's but the I will neurologic say, yeah. damage. I think if you yeah. listen to Evander it's, now, he's just and slowed Mike, down a little bit. Not like mm, mentally. I'm saying physically, he slowed down a little bit. Mm, I worry. Not about saying him. both. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I think physically. I was watching the tape of I him. I love fighting. the guy, man. His work ethic. I mean, the day after the day after the fight, Murderous. he was back in the gym. Back in the fucking gym, going at it to to get ready well, for the next fight. Well, boxers have gotten a lot smarter when it comes to sparring. They do about. They still do hard sparring, hard as hell, but they do it like once a week now. Yeah. Which it's is not awesome. Like used to because. Oh, some guys would do it like three to four I times know, a week. Damage. They'd get more and three damage. to four times a week of the bo- boxing sparring. Yeah. Boxing sparring. Have a headache is, all the time. Yeah, what, boxing much. sparring is hey, we're just fighting. Yeah, no, like, that's what it is. I'll see these boxers on. As a, guy who's, as a guy who likes as a guy who likes MMA, I watch these boxers spar, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. guys, take it easy. No, and they're just clubbing each other in the gym. It's true. I mean, look at and I, I mean, just look at some of the the sparring matches that you know I post up sometimes, uh, and, and even some of the fights. I don't know, man. Boxing to me is kind of making a little bit of a uh, a resurgence. I, I just think it's more so. interesting to me than it has been in a while, a long time. And, and I'm liking a lot of the boxing. I do too, but but I just think, I just I hope. That it's a cleaner sport than it was in the past because that's what ruined it, it for me. Dirty as shit. That, that's what ruined it for me and a lot of people. And shit it always smelled goes back like to it. fixes. It, it just does. didn't. It, it just rubbed me the wrong way. But I, I'm telling you, for the last time, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I give me a twelve round. Jones Speaking Tyson. of ma- interesting matchups and Connor leaving to go box Floyd Mayweather, what do you guys think about Connor versus Khabib too? Any takes on that? Well, the reason why. I wanted to talk about Connor and Khabib is because Connor came out of the one work oh. and he said, he thinks that Khabib's dad's illness. He uh, said that. Yeah. No. Connor said he thinks it's all. An ex- Connor said you he can't do that. Connor said he thinks it's all an excuse. And I'm like, Holy oh, moly, you can't Connor. do that. Connor's retired. And I'm like, that's Connor. my point. Are we going to retire again? Connor? Connor, Connor are we retired? retired. He's done. We had a cake. I thought it was. I see you jogging with a guy. Come on, man. I thought it was very aggressive. Very aggressive? It's, That's beyond very aggressive. It's super poor taste. Yeah. And then I'm like, and you wonder why Khabib was willing to flying eagle better smish into the crowd. Because Connor just says these things about Khabib. How about this? Where I'm like, oh. Evaluating them fighting again, I think Connor certainly has much more area for improvement. And I think he could do better against Khabib. Yeah. I still think Khabib wins. I think Khabib submits him still. I don't. I don't know how he wins, but I think he wins because Khabib I, submits him within th- within three rounds. But Connor has so much room for improvement there. If you watch the matchup, he <laughs> yeah, because he got beat so bad. Well, well in, he's no, the first one to win around round one as well. In round one as well, when you watch it, he completely minimized the damage and did what he was supposed to do in the first round with Khabib. In the first round, Khabib, most fighters lose or get absolutely mollywopped. So what he, Connor was able to do is he was able to control and Khabib had control of him the whole round, but he was able to make sure no damage was done to him. In the second round, 
No physical damage. In I the, think he got some psychological round, damage. In the second round, he, got he was not able to stop that Can, from happening. Is it possible maybe Khabib just figured him out and was feeling him out in the first round? 100%. I'm okay. just saying. But, but that's my whole point. Everybody goes, well, well he won around. Connor was completely... Like can we say, paint can we say he was he, just being a patient fighter and no. he was figuring out his opponent and then um, when he figured out what was going on he submitted him and controlled him and Khabib, tapped him? Khabib is the most dominant fighter active in the UFC right now. Yes. But out of the fighters who have fared there are two fighters Khabib has had two tough fights. Ally Kinta gave him the toughest fight of his life because yes. of because of the circumstances. When you have an opponent pull out and this random yes, guy you have to train for comes we in, always see that and happen. that guy's a gamer, and then your 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 head's messed with because like you have to treat him seriously. You can't look past anyone, but at the same time, yeah. he's yeah. not on your level. Not only that, but Ally Kinta made the decision that he was just going to let Khabib punch him in the face and just all stuff night. all the takedowns. Yes. Yeah, Khabib dominated every round. But every if we're looking at who fared the best. Not saying Conor McGregor did well at all, because he didn't. It was a okay. dominant fight. He won one round. Okay. No one else but has done that against him. he no, 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 did no, no. fare I, I, the I, best. I'm not okay. being a Conor fanboy. I'm not saying okay. he did well. He lost. He uh, got dominated. I think he, he, loses, I think he loses a I rematch. I think he loses a rematch, but I'm saying it would be a much more interesting fight, I think. What, what I, I think Gaethje is the fight I want to see. Though. Would I pay yeah. to see it? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I'd, pay to, I'd pay to watch Khabib Gaethje fight is the anybody. more exciting fight right I now, I want to see Gaethje because I... I, I, I think Gaethje has a shot, too. He's got great hands and the wrestling. Plus, as an American, I'd love to see an American knock off Khabib Zero. I mean, if George St. Pierre does it, I'll still Justice be kind of pumped. Happy. I'll still be kind of pumped. George St. Pierre He's against Khabib? Dude, that is a I serious think, matchup. I think if when? the Connor fight is not made... When uh, when Gaethje and Khabib are done, I think GSP fights Khabib next. But I do, I do. If you're That's if, if you're, Khabib beats, uh, if you're hinting at the fact that GSP is getting older, GSP has to make that fight soon. Yeah, if he wants to fight Khabib, dude, I, I, you, know you don't what? care about GSP. I, I think no, GSP, no, no, no. Actually, I'm going to shock you. I think GSP beats I, Khabib. I, I want. <laughs> you want Connor GSP? I would not Connor. I I'd, I'd love to see Khabib GSP. Me too. I'd love to see it. You, you know what? Take you can skip Connor and Gaethje, and you can give me you can give me Khabib. And he just GSP. wants to see GSP smashed. How dare you? 100%. I, GS- <laughs> I love to see him submitted. I you hope, know what? I hope you just put we're going to take the most face. dominant I hope that fighter. That happens. Yeah. I hope that you that, that happens, and you're here for that watch party. Me too. Because I would actually call out. I don't think that GSP gets smashed by Khabib. I don't. We're going to take. Dude, the, I would love. We're going to take the fight. most dominant fighter right now in Khabib, and have him go up against who I think arguably is, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Arguably one of the greatest fighters okay. of all time, and I also think the smartest in terms of fight IQ and understanding the game. Fight I would smartest love to fighter see that. in the game ever. GSP. I'd love, I'd to, see love that. to see because that because if GSP can that. somehow find a game plan that beats Khabib, because if you look then at, you know what I would bow down. Because if you look at what GSP does. I mean, it's. Uh, you don't want to go on a GSP dick second. Yeah, I was going to say, we've, already, say, we've had this debate five times. Can you take it out of your mouth? We've had this debate five times. I know. All I'm saying is, you take a guy from traditional karate who then takes down Josh Koscheck at oh will in the UFC, that raises an eyebrow. Ancient also, history. he knocked out Michael Bisbing, who specializes in boxing. Oh, with one eye. Okay. Off six weeks from okay. getting. We'll look at all six the people he knocked hurt. out with one eye. I was going to say. That one eye worked out pretty fucking well for him. I was going to say he knocked out Luke Rockhold. That ain't saying much. It certainly what? does. Did you see what Luke Rockhold did? How dare you? How dare you? It's not the Luke Rockhold of old. I am 
am unironically, how daring you for that? Okay. How dare you? Okay. Rock, Luke Rockhold, who's... Luke Rockhold who is owes not, Chris Weidman's kids an apology. Who is not Luke Rockhold anymore. You're lucky Luke Rockhold is still unconscious and he can't hear you right mm. now. Mm. I, He's at a photo shoot. He hasn't time to talk to me. No, he's unconscious. He's still, and, he's, yeah, he's he's still really from the Jan Blagovic he, knockout. He's, he's unconscious at a photo shoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, jeez. Dude, how funny is it that like he walks around his house at night, and if he bumps in a wall, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. He rocks. I'm down. I'm down. Where oh, am shit. I? Jeez. I mean, it's tough, especially when you fight for a whole career. You build those striking tendencies. It's hard not to drop the lead hand. It's hard. And keep your chin high in the As sky. Fuck. When you always are used to doing that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Get a different coach. Oh, my. Try. It's his habit. I, I don't think. Say, I who's think the coach is, told You're him. right. Was, wasn't he working with Henry Hooft? He's working with the best. I was going to say, the All coach right, okay. probably told him. Well, guess what then? Yeah, bad, your bad coach habits. can say stop doing that as much as he, as he wants. But yeah, but if you don't listen. It. Yeah. It's the same thing when coaches tell you, like, yo, you shouldn't do that. They can't stop you. No, you you're right. Them. You're right. That's the weird dynamic with fighters where it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the toughest dynamic where you see with Mike Perry right now. Mike Perry wants his coaches to know the relationship because Mike Perry gets has gotten mad at coaches in the past. Yeah. Uh, and this, uh, this made news because coaches... Command him, tell him to do stuff. Right, like coaches well, that's should what do. a coach is supposed well, to that's do. That's why you pay a coach exactly. to, to command you to do those things. But you he want a job like, done right. He's a street fighter. Mike Perry is a street fighter as it gets. How's that working out for him? Pretty well. I mean, he's eh, he's a, he's got he's gaining popularity. He's yeah. in popularity. How do you do against Cowboy? In terms of being a champion, how do you do against Cowboy? Yeah, right. I in don't think he's going to be a champion. Yeah, okay. in terms he's of being be a champion. Not not great. Exactly. In terms of being popular, it's working great. Well, I mean, put it this way. Do you go into fighting okay. to do all right, or do you go into a, a fighting to be a champion? I think some people go into fighting to make money, but and that you make money through being popular. Being the street fighter that he is, he doesn't like when coaches demand things of him. So for this fight, he wanted to make his coaches uncomfortable and say, hey, you're not cornering me this fight. He is having his... Newly acquired, newly acquired twenty-two year old, twenty-two year old girlfriend. Are you serious? Twenty-two years old, just right, out of college. She like she's pretty, she's, she's pretty hot. She's pretty. Hot. Why? Why would he do that? She's having one person in his corner because he said, "I already know how to fight," which is it's crazy. It's crazy. So he's not gonna have a cut guy or anything he's in his not, corner. Oh, he's gonna have a cut no, guy. Cut guy. Everyone yeah, has the a UFC cut. provides a cut guy. Yeah. So why? Everyone has a cut man. That's but the old girlfriend. This is the new one. Here. This is the new girlfriend. So he's gonna be. She's gonna be his coach, his corner in this. Not his coach. See, people are acting like he still had a camp and he still had coaches. It's just that he thinks corners don't serve a function. I thought he was dating the blonde girl still, but apparently this is his new no. new girlfriend. Yeah, which is a shame because they like he and the platinum princess is what she used to go by. She still does. She still does. She Yikes. still does. Like Cameron, yeah, she does. No, we looked it up on the watch party the other day. I don't know. I just don't get it. But uh, I think Cameron Mason's way more into the platinum princess here. <laughs> I'm into both of them. I'm mad yeah. at either one. But uh, uh, that's just not uh, right. We need uh, brought up a good point though about what the function of a corner is because he just sees it as these guys are yelling me stuff it's actually he doesn't see any value in that because he's like we already did okay. the game planning i'm gonna adapt and do what i do and actually i'm trying to listen to his corner so you just yelling stuff doesn't help me or he said in the past like he'll start throwing elbows and then his corner will be like more elbows and he's oh, like I oh i know that 
And I'm like, maybe that's his perspective. What do you think the fun good like the function okay. of a corner is and the, the, what they're supposed to I do? I think for you fighters? have three guys in a corner. I mean, four guys in a corner. I think you have your head coach who okay. does the overall game planning and is going to tell you the the general steps you need to take to win. Okay. And as, depending on the head coach, they'll have specifics and skill sets. Like Duke Ruvis specializes in the striking. Okay. Then you need a jiu-jitsu guy. Right. A jiu-jitsu guy is literally just there where you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Yeah. Or he knows what submissions of yours are really good. And, and, what, he, and he'll know right. what he's seeing in the other guy. Exactly. And he knows what how you, can best how you could that. best submit him. Exactly. Yeah. You're, this submission you do the best will work best on this That's fighter. That's what he is for. Then okay. you have either a striking or wrestling guy. It depends on the fighter. Some guys really like having a striking specialist there that they work with, like a common sparring partner who knows some of their moves just like the jiu-jitsu guy right. and knows what'll work. Where it's like, oh, you know that Superman punch you do in practice? This would be really good here. Yeah. He's he's coming in really quickly. You could hit him with that right. on his way no, in. No, no, I see. Then or now he's tired. you he's have dropping the fourth something. guy. And the fourth guy is the cornerman that you, you usually pay just as like ceremoni- ceremoniously. It's usually a friend or someone you trust with your safety where this guy's the guy who helps like motivate you. Right. It's more of like a character coach. No, no, I understand. I call it where yeah. it's like a rah-rah guy. Yeah, a rah-rah guy yeah. where it's like you're the shit. I'm pumping you up. I'm your. You got this. Yeah, you, you got, got this. this. I think that they're just tremendous. All, all of them. All four of them serve vital function to help you make adjustments in between rounds you because that's what wins fights need those exactly. guys. I know we don't see the other three guys most of the time so people have the skewed perception that those guys are doing nothing they are doing stuff that guy through the fence who's yelling like you got this bro like that's someone who the fighter has like a personal relationship with and that's like a movie moment yeah, no, no, it is. It, it is. makes it you feel people, like you're people, not alone in there and, and, and that's the thing I've never done anything like that I mean I've done a few sports in my life but to have somebody behind you that you've been practicing with where it's your manager it's your whoever some it guys is. have like brothers do it some guys have whatever like it high is school coaches exactly. tell you yeah. listen you got this this is you're you're doing good keep it up or you know yeah, we got to pick it up here yep, we got to yep, do this yep Don't, how are you feeling keep your head up yeah. exactly i mean that kind of shit's important i agree but you you need all four of those you do i agree you take out any of them and it's just you in there and I that's know. what I'm, and Mike Perry's fine with that because he's a tree fighter. But I'm telling you, in terms of smart decisions, I don't think it is a certainly not wise a prudent decision. Because Does, can I ask a question: Do you have to pay more of, of your purse to all four of those guys? Yeah, uh, you they're not pay there them. for free. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's my whole point. This is a money issue too. I don't. Th- I, I think, think it's, it's partly that. I think you also think it's a money it's, problem for him. I think, I think it, this is all. I think pride. it also speaks pride too. It also speaks volumes to how he views his coaches. Yeah. And I think that that really shows expendable. Them you should be in a different camp because if you view your coaches as so expendable and so I would in, agree with that. so so not valuable in a fight scenario, then you should really reconsider why you're training there in the first place. Yeah, but aren't because if of- I was training at a place, I should expect that that person has information that I need. Uh, yeah, but aren't a lot of fighters uh, having a problem with that 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 uh, group? I mean, didn't Cowboy leave it? He left that a while oh, ago. He trains in, oh, that was Jackson I think He trains in, like, Florida now. Yeah, oh, okay. I think Jackson Wink has seen better days, for sure. I, I thought it was the same one. I apologize. A wave that is crested. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's I don't know the Fight Club that much. J- but d- teams rise and fall in popularity. It you does. Know, like All groups Team do. Quest back in the day was like the place. R.I.P. Black Zillions. Yeah. R.I.P. Black Zillions. No, no, it's true. R.I.P. Glenn, Glenn yeah. Robinson. Yeah. No, gone, yeah. gone, but not for But I just, I don't understand that. It won't, it won't work for me, but. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things, man, where it's, I just think he should realize that there is a valuable function there, especially, and that kind of bums me out that maybe, he doesn't at least have yeah, a maybe, character corner. Man. Maybe he acknowledges that and he's like, I'm so good. I don't need him. And I think that is a misjudgment. Yeah, I do too. Serious misjudgment. Yeah. And when him saying, I already know how to fight. Do you? It's hubris, man. Because if a you retired fighter, learn. of course, you a retired know fighter who fight. may have never been to the UFC has seen probably a lot more than you have if he has like thirty-five fights. They are not there to teach you how to fight in the moment. They're there to offer a different perspective yeah. or like a memory they've had where they saw the exact same thing that the suit is doing to you now and they know how to beat it now. Yeah. yeah. That's you're what gonna have we've a, seen. You're going to be fixed in your own mindset. Anyone, anyone who's done same any thing. martial arts has seen the difference one tip can make. A coach telling you like, oh, put your hand yeah, there instead of there in this position changes like everything. Yeah, yeah. but we've said that. We know yeah. that. And, no need and to rehash it. You're right. I just think that that's... It's a mistake. With right. that, let's do our picks. I was going to say, we can't wrap up the show without discussing the fight card tomorrow. I think since likely... Can we pull up a picture of it up there? Let's they don't do... Let's see just it, but do I, just I think it. we should do just the co-main and main. Sure. Because the rest of the fights are relatively... Well, just say them real quick. Just read down through the list real quick. He's going to pull it up right up here so we can see it. Okay. Because I haven't seen it yet. I just want to see who's fighting tomorrow, to be honest. He's pulling the card up. Uh, what UFC event is it? If UFC you just what? Google search UFC. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, boom. Yeah, so on the main card, you have Julian Arosa versus Sean Woodson. That is a short notice fight for Julian Arosa. He took it on like five days notice. Then you have Felipe Linz versus Tanner Bozer. I don't know either of those guys. Never heard of them. Same thing with Brendan Allen and Kyle Dacus. Fuck. No idea who those I'm are. I'm telling you, he's cleaning out contracts. Jean Volante, I actually do know. He's a training partner of yeah, Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman. Hell of an athlete, but he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he um, is seeking to diversify his game. Oh, I have seen him fight before. Maurice, Maurice Green. Yes. familiar. I also have seen Maurice Green. But uh, oh, Mickey Gall and Mike Perry—they fight tomorrow. Yes, eh? the co-main and main. That's why I was talking about them. Uh-uh. The co-main and main, I think, are two very interesting fights. We yeah. have Mike Perry, Sans Cornerman, with just his girlfriend, which he's done in the past. Right. He's just had his girlfriend in the past. It didn't go well. Yeah. How but many? Now, uh, well, how's he done in his last two fights? I'm just curious. Last two or three. I think he lost a knockout loss to Vincente Luque. Oh, geez. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He, no, it was a split decision loss to Vincente Luque, and then Jeff he got Neal? TKO'd by Jeff Neal. So he's, he's won the, two out of the last six fights. Yeah. His wins are pretty notable, though, because if you look at his, his last two wins. <laughs> I love when you do that. They are. It's Paul Felder and Cowboy Oliveira. I thought Paul Felder won that fight, too. I thought Paul Felder won that fight, too. It's, That's my whole it point. bullshit. So but, you're talking, let's be real, one out of the last five fights, he needs a fucking win. Yeah, he does need a win. But um, on the other okay. side of that, you have Mickey Gall, Mickey who's a guy. Let's pull up his sorry. recent record. So he's he's one and six in his last out of his last six fights. He's one and five. Mickey Gall, I think, still has a lot of potential. He's just so he's so young, so young, and he's they're really he's twenty eight years old. He's not even in his prime yet, and he's the the Diego Sanchez fight was really unfortunate. I did not like seeing that. 
Randy Brown was a really tough fight too. He got paired up with a Randy Brown who, I mean, he was from, um, was it Dana White's Contender Series or was it the Ultimate Fighter? And I think it was the Ultimate Fighter. Randy Brown was the guy who came off the Ultimate Fighter or the Contender Series just on fire. And he had a real skill set, but no one knew who Randy Brown was. So when he lost to him, everyone was like, oh man, that guy who beat CM Punk was not what we thought he was. And I'm like, no, he fought a really up and coming guy. So he's he's six and two out of his last uh, out of his last eight fights. Yeah, all well, that's all of them. Uh, all no, of them. but I'm just saying. So yeah. he's six and, six two, and two, and Mike Perry in his last six fights is one and five. Yeah. So mm, Mike Perry point. needs this. I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. The question is, can Mickey? I don't think he it's wins a big if experience. I don't step. think. I don't think Mickey wins if it stays on the feet. He's going to the, he's gonna want to get the fight to the I ground. I think and Mickey has a very real problem, and he may get knocked out if it really? stays on the feet. He's Mike Perry's explosive, he man. Is, he is. He's he going to want to get this fight guy. to the ground. And he, you know a guy who's like this, he has... There's he. What Mike Perry does really well is he's not in his own head. It's all reactions and yes. just creativity. It's spur of the moment. That's why these Street Fighter guys and the guys like Mike Perry, these gamers who are really good strikers, are super dangerous because they don't care. They're going to throw it, and he's going to hit you. And we've seen in the past guys who can't rein that in or don't have the technique to deal with it. That's why the Vincente Luque fight was so close and so amazing because Vincente Luque had the, he had the technique to kind of weather the storm against Mike and then start hurting him with shots of yeah, his own. Yeah, but that, that goes back to the point where... He's going to be a very entertaining fighter, but he's never going to be a champ, in my opinion. Then, because if he can't, we shall see. Maybe he'll turn it around with this new coach. Maybe, okay, this new cornerman. It could all change. But I, I still think if you're saying he's a street fighter, if he's not going to take the ability, he doesn't take. If he doesn't take criticism well on how to make adjustments during fight time or before the fights analyzing things and he's a spur moment guy and doesn't follow a game plan he's not going to do well he may have a game plan he just doesn't think that having cornerman there telling him stuff in the heat of the moment is helpful but guess with what that, guess what one and one and five let's get into our <laughs> picks for the fight who do you have coming out on top mickey gall or mike perry i think in all likelihood mike perry will probably get a tko win i have a first or second round tko win mickey for gall. mike perry uh, okay, you gonna have it by submission? No, just I just think just it's a decision. I'm just gonna say who's gonna win. Oh, okay, Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall. Okay, then we have the main event. This is a hot fight. I think that damn it is going to be a battle. Dan Hooker versus Dustin Poirier. Dan Hooker's got some balls to walk in there with Dustin Poirier. He is, dude. Dan Hooker. I don't think he's like he's on par with Paul Felder. Is one of the toughest guys. He's super tough in MMA. Undeniably. Yeah, but it's Dustin Poirier. That's I think what Dustin, I'm saying. <laughs> I'll just come right out and say it. I think Dustin Poirier's boxing is going to be too much for it's him. Too much. Here's the tale of this main and card. And in for a me. smaller cage. Fuck. Wow. Imagine this, guys. Imagine this. We all agree on something. There's nowhere to run. For the first time in forever. Dustin's because a scary motherfucker, man. Here's the thing. Dan Hooker hits really. He does. He lands really well. Not but also, he gets hit. Yes. And we've seen in the past when you're there and Dustin hits you with his shots and his combinations. And his fighting IQ is his punches hit different. Yeah. They hit different. And I think that if Dan has that fights fire with fire against Dustin, I think Dustin's gonna get this win. Yeah. I think he's going and that's what I think is gonna happen. I think I I think think both guys are gonna land, but just like in the Max Holloway fight, Dustin's gonna land harder. 
and in more impactful ways. Dustin knocks him out. I think it's going to be a TKO. I think in like the gets third a or TKO. fourth. Right, yeah. I think it's going to be late. Third or yeah, it's it's gonna gonna be late. Say, third or fourth, maybe fifth. I think it's going to be a war. It's going to be a war. It will be because that's why I said Dan. Dan and he's. Not easy to get no, out. No, no, he's no pussy. He's no. gonna stay in there. I watched that Barbosa fight. This guy is not willing to take any way out. He's not nope. gonna get slept. The referee is gonna have to stop it. Yep, that's why I say TK. I agree. I agree Because he's one of those guys where, just like Dominic Cruz, where I'm like, I don't think their brain would let them go out. No, no, yeah, he won't. Like quit. he's so viscerally there that I think he's gonna be like, no, it's, it's credit. Like in the middle of like, <laughs> no, no, we've seen guys do that. Yeah, it's credit. Tyson Tyson Fury, years. dude, he summoned something deep from within him, but. Yeah, Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, literally sat up out of nowhere. I'm yeah. telling you, some guys have that. Yeah, where it's just no. Yeah, and Dan Hooker's tough. He's, he's a amazing. tough dude, but I just really believe that Dustin's, Dustin's too and much. And if you look at Dustin, who he's fought, he's fought the, the best, best, the of murderers the of the murderers. He's never not fought a top five guy in the past three last, years. The last five fights, both his of last them. fight I was I a loss to Khabib. His last fight was the I loss know, to Khabib. I know, I know, I know. Where it's I like, okay. Yeah, but it's Khabib. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, me and you everybody and every, else. Yeah, everyone yeah, else has here's, lost Here's Khabib. his last five fights. So his last five fights, he had a no contest because I think Eddie Alvarez illegally need him. Yep. Yep. Okay. After he was getting fucked up. Who? Eddie. Yeah, Eddie was... Yeah, I remember that fight. It was super dirty because Poirier was beating that ass. Yeah. yeah. So that was a no contest. I and then he submitted Anthony Pettis, knocked out Justin Gaethje, and then knocked out Eddie in the rematch. Yep. Brutally knocked him and out. And then beat Max Holloway. And then beat Almost Max Holloway. Max Holloway yeah. a few times. For the interim belt. Oh, that was a brutal fight for it was Max. Brutal. I think it should have been stopped. Should have been stopped. For his health. Yeah. But we're going to see how he recovers then eventually. He fought too. Khabib, and Khabib does what Khabib, Khabib does. does. Most people. And. Eagle Bear smish and choked him Look out. at his losses, dude. I, I like going through fighters records and I'm like, you've okay. lost to great people. Connor. The only people. Cub Swanson. Okay, Poirier. Danny Castillo. UFC veteran. One of the best wrestlers ever in the UFC. Chan Sung Jung, who's now at the top of the featherweight. He's about to come back and get a title shot. Uh, Cub oh, Swanson. What's wow. the zombie? Cub yeah, Swanson, who is a perennial contender in the featherweight division. Dude, he's lost to only the best. Connor McGregor. Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson's one of the fastest fighters you've ever I'm seen. I'm telling anyway, you. He's only lost to like the top one or two guys in the world. It's yeah. insanity. God, he's like one of the best ever. I'm yeah. telling you. He's great. <laughs> this is scary. It's yeah, I He's think, only lost to like one or two of the... But Dan Hooker one has... One or two a, of the world. Here's what Dan Hooker oh has God, working... God, he's so fucking Here's good. what Dan Hooker has working for him. This is one of those situations where... Dan Hooker on a fucking ride too, man. It's Holy a very shit. dangerous fight for Dustin because Dan has less acclaim but is very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. dangerous. Very dangerous. Six and, and if we one saw from the, the Paul I Felder mean, fight... Six and one in the last six, Dan Hooker can fights. take a punch. And he punished. Wow. Great the, fight. Uh, Dan Hooker punished the legs of Paul Felder, man, with yeah. his leg kicks. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm excited for it. These two fights are great. Yeah. I don't know what the rest of the fucking card the is. The rest of the card's going to be but a But you know what? Those I mean, two fights real. are the worth the price of admission. Those two fights alone. Yeah. Damn, that was a great fight. They're great Fuck fights. all the other fights. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to, I shouldn't say that. But, but that fight... That's, that's a great fucking whole, fight. The whole card's going to be waiting for Mike Perry and Mickey Gall. And then you bust Bust. when you get to Dustin yeah. Poirier. Uh-uh. <laughs> this is like the first fight in a while. Like in the Very past like, three fight. or four cards where I'm like genuinely excited. That's I'm excited you know I mean? now. I've got butterflies. Yeah, been that's like a great four, fight. It's been like four or five cards of like, eh. 
Uh, I'm excited. Like, no, they we'll were great see, fights. We'll there see the matchups. But you didn't get like that no. feeling of like, oh shit, this like, is a great, these guys this are is fighting. A great matchup. And I get that one. I Dan think Dustin Hooker still Dustin wins, fight. but damn, that's this is a great fight. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. Dustin has this is no upside for him. Yeah. He's supposed to win this fight. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to win. Well, well, guys watching at home, let us know what you think. Let, let us know who you think is going to win the fights in the comments down below. What time are you guys going to be there tomorrow? What time? What time? Uh, we, we have to look at when I don't know. Live. <laughs> Mason's like, I'm done. We'll be there when the main card starts. <laughs> Whenever the main card starts, we'll start streaming, and you guys can watch along 10. with us. It's probably eight thirty or ten, sometime around that. Right. We'll be on. But make sure me. to subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys, if you want to follow along with us and support the podcast. Also, we you can listen to us on the go. We're on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, all that jazz. We'll see you guys on the next MMA submission. Bucket of wind. Later, gmail.com. Bucket of wind. Gmail.com. <laughs>